0: Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, it's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 103, despite what it says on the title of the track, for October 25th for 2017. Uh, I think I got most of that right. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make Build Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta.
1: I feel like a butter commercial. <laughs> or like Ricola or something. I don't know. Oh, Ricola, yeah.
2: Just trying to change it
0: up a little. You know, nope, it's October. Nope. No, I think I think Bill does feel like a butter commercial. Uh, Scott he Turner, Greg Mead. Like one two. <laughs> Take your time. Hang on, I got it. I'm, text,
2: I'm texting with your wife. Just give me a minute, Bill. Perfect,
0: perfect. Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, Rory May, Ryan Ridgley, Jeff Shaw, and Infinite Craftsman. So we are we are texting Bill's wife currently <laughs> for mostly innocent purposes.
2: You have to subscribe to watch. Well, okay, uh,
1: you describe innocent by getting me in trouble. Then no, it's not innocent. I just asked her to slap you. So for us. No.
0: I told her to beat you up and video it so I could see. <laughs> oh, who's the nice one now? <laughs> she wrote, She wrote. you have to subscribe to watch. <laughs> so I wrote, done. Well, we, we, could,
2: we wouldn't even have to change the stationery, the office stationery, if we just replaced Bill with KC. <laughs> it's
1: true. I mean, oh, okay. Loots. You, This is going to be and one of those things where too. I know our audience can't see it, but this is the emoji she just sent me. Is it the poop? Uh. Oh
0: <laughs> it's Casey pulling out a samurai sword, but just a little bit, yeah. so you know that she's menacing you. Yeah. You will get stabbed later.
1: Yes. <laughs> I, I I love much. To be YouTube fair, so it's adorable. Much. Yeah.
0: To be fair, it's adorable. He's a, he's a dead man. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, I got that one too. I gotta tell right. you, when my wife is mad at me, <laughs> what I get is nothing.
2: I get the silent treatment. Oh, silent treatment. Silent oh. Treatment. Nice. Yeah, so you, you stand a chance of surviving this.
1: Well, see, you know, that's, yeah. that is so apropos because I am just now learning the sound of silence on the guitar. Are you really? Well, that and I wanted to use apropos in a sentence and I think I just did it right.
2: You did it right. You did it right. Yeah, you
1: did something right at least. Well, well, she <laughs> I'm still in trouble when my wife gets home, but hey. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. She sent me a pic too. Send me a pick too. Here, I'll show you this one. Hey, so how come is... your pick
1: is all smiling? smiling There's no samurai sword. Because <laughs> we're bros, yeah. that's why. Oh, man.
0: Um. Yeah. So, uh, I mean... So, Izzy, are you busy? Izzy, are you busy?
1: <laughs> Wait, are you
0: volunteering to replace yourself? Is that what just happened?
1: Oh, well, I Frankly, guess that would be... It doesn't work the way I was thinking. Never mind.
0: Well, I assumed you were making end of life arrangements because your wife's going to kill you.
1: Oh, yeah. well, that doesn't work because half the time Izzy's ready to kill me too and threatens to fly out here to do so.
0: This just sounds like a twofer. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the topic of our pot? No, it's not. No, it's really not. That was not a segue. Not in the little. So, uh, what are you working on, Bill? What's uh, what's going on your bench?
1: Um, so I, I kind of already told you. To um, I am starting. I started a guitar build. I, I said I was going to build an ambidextrous guitar. And so I went and got the the my new used slightly damaged package stuff to use my new camera and whatnot. And I had a little bit of trouble trying to figure it out. And I thought my equipment was broken. Right before I tried to use that, I dropped my old camera. And it snapped the little tripod that I had it on because it was just too small. It was over So I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. I've got new stuff because I was going to use like two cameras. I couldn't get either one of them to work Um And it turned out that uh, there's a little dip switch on SD cards that I had no idea about because now that I know, I'm actually starting a different guitar project, and this is going to be an acoustic Canadian guitar, so it's in metric. Oh, ooh,
0: Canadian guitar. Sweet, man. (laughs) Metric. Sweet.
1: So that's what I'll be doing is uh, I've been wanting to build an acoustic guitar anyway, and uh, since... I found this Canadian Club guitar box. I know just the person who would like it, who's not Mark Christopher or Sweet. Jason McGain. I'm sure Mark Christopher Matt would Rander. love it. Oh, that they all said, "Well, who can win get good one?" So yeah, I know. Okay. Today? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's, uh, that's the, uh, the the
2: whiskey, the Canadian Club. I used to drink that.
1: Canadian yeah, Club used is a whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, There's windy. also Canadian Mist. Which is not just a scary movie about the fog in Canada. It's a whiskey as well.
2: Yeah, isn't that like the sweet one? Isn't that like a... Never heard of that.
1: No, it's... Canadian Mist is probably the the most terrible, bottom bottom shelf, awful whiskey you could ever wish to... I think that's the
2: one I used to drink. (laughs) That That
1: was the good stuff. Canadian Club is actually not that bad.
2: Yeah, CC's good. CC and Coke. Yeah, with CC7s we used to drink. Yeah.
1: Anyway, hmm. so uh, yeah, so I'll be I'll be building a Canadian guitar.
0: I I look forward to butchering it with horrible fingering.
1: Well, <laughs> between the butchering of my build and the butchering of your playing, I'm sure we can make Tim feel like a musician. Didn't you used to be in a band, Tim? What are you making? Never. That was Andy Berkey. Wasn't me. <laughs> this
0: is this is a joke that's like a fine wine.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, Andy Berkey is fine. I can tell you that.
0: No, you're not pronouncing it right. He is fine. That's how you're supposed to say that. Fine. That's right. Um, Okay. I guess so you're working on nothing. What are you working on, Tim?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, As usual,
0: you know. As per
2: Uh. you. Also a
0: guitar for me, so thank you for that.
2: Um, I just got back from Vegas. I was there for uh, three nights and four days for a uh, Vectric convention. They're the software company. Did you get a chance
1: to hang out with any of the uh, locals? No, I
2: did not. I never I honestly never even left the hotel. Uh it was because there was these conferences all day. <laughs> they were uh they would end up at like five, and then they, were, they had they had a, a, a pub where they had free drinks at five thirty for people there, you know. So the next thing you know, it was like seven thirty, and it was just you are just exhausted, and and we just get food and go to sleep, and then wake so up nobody could
0: us. have met up for you that was local. I mean, we have a lot of maker friends out there, no?
2: Yeah, no, and I, and I was thinking about about trying to do something and get out, but I never went to the strip or anything. I was just there for uh, I was just there for business, really. Because you business know, Phil, in and
1: Phil goes Phil goes somewhere, and Izzy shows up. So I just never mind. He,
2: just...
0: he drove a thousand miles to come see me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> how far miles. are you from? How far are you from uh, Vegas? About a thousand miles, Lutz.
1: No, by the time I got there, they said you'd already
2: left. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, I left early. Uh, yeah, yeah, left.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: But um, but so, anyways, it was uh, basically it was I was there as a as a speaker, and they had me there as a um. Uh,
1: five hundred miles, about, by
2: the way. How many? Yeah, it's only five hundred yeah, miles. That's it's like probably a
0: seven eight hour drive. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like,
2: pff, I'm a little disappointed in you now. A little bit. Not that I wasn't disappointed you to once. you before, but
1: it's <laughs> <That's> a <laughs> new level. Admit you Still, once. still. What's yeah. changed? <laughs> anyway, What's you? <laughs> you probably were there. You're probably following me like, how come he's not going to the strip? Why is he just in that conventional? Thing? Oh, there's video coming, pal. Trust me. Those last two drinks you had, the white Russian was a mistake. I'm just saying.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there was a couple hours I lost track of.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no.
2: That's because he gave you another roofy colada. <laughs> I woke up at the airport, I figured I knew what I was doing. I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Why am I so or where sore? my
1: pants were? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yes. back on back on track. Yeah. The, 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 first of all, funny. congratulations. No. Yeah. You were there for a sponsorship type deal. That's amazing. Good on you. Talk about that.
2: Yeah, so it was, uh, you know, a Vectric software company. I've been developing a relationship with them. They're all super awesome people, and they're, in, they're based out of England. And so I got to meet them for the first time. <laughs> I'm, I'm, come on. <laughs> Phil is taunting Bill while I'm trying to speak. He's like, no, no, Tim, it's your turn. Be serious.
0: <laughs> yeah, come on. Just
2: – can you be professional? Yeah. But so, uh, so it was great to meet all these people I've been dealing with online and in person. And uh, we um, – uh, the, so the conference was uh, a lot of technical jargon and about some of the updates that the software do, and I, can't, I learned so much, and I, I'm so inspired about all the things that, that the CNC can do, like things beyond my realm and things that the software can do. And um, the... <laughs> Pick your time. You done?
1: What am I doing? You're picking your nose.
0: It's not Patricia. Ah! Yeah. It's not the pre-show, oh. so I can't say what you're doing. Wait a doing. minute,
1: no. You, you know, you have been misbehaving this whole time, and I have one little pick my Wait, nose which one? Ga- ga- me or Phil? No, t- Phil. That's going good I've been me? all right. You're Phil's just trying jerk. to, just true trying true to talk. I know, Phil's been terrible.
0: <laughs> Anybody who knows me knows that you are probably exaggerating right now.
1: Not even a little bit.
0: Can we just poor Tim over there is telling us about his vectric something something and you're interrupting all the time <laughs>
2: <laughs> So anyways really Tim listening. you were in Washington
0: and then what happened Yeah
2: <laughs> But uh, and
0: then the Martians landed mm-hmm. and
2: no, the, well, the, there's gonna be there's gonna be some video content coming out of it. But it's just things that I learned uh, there, you know, that I'm gonna apply to the CNC. But I, I had made a this guitar that uh, it was a CNC project that I'm gonna get to release publicly, but not until December because first it's going out to these people. So I was there to talk about that and and talk about applying upcycling and reclaiming like we do here on this podcast. Besides driving each other crazy <laughs> you know? um it's a short drive yeah it's a very short drive but so i was there to sort of inspire and encourage this this audience to think about that in their as they're delving into the cnc world and showing them, like yeah you can put reclaim wood in there too you know um and it, it went really well i was uh, i was pretty pleased with how it all turned out I, and like i said I, I i learned a ton of stuff and i met a ton of like amazing people doing amazing things um it was, you know, kind of like, you know how it is when you go you surf around YouTube and you're like, "Oh my god, look at this Peter Brown guy, he's doing this stuff with the pies. Like, oh my god, look what this Duressa guy does with everything." And, "Oh my god, look what this guy is doing with." You know, you see all this stuff and then there's this room of these people that are just like, "Yeah, I don't have time for YouTube. I'm too busy doing amazing things," you know. Um, and it's just like all of like just this room of that. And uh it was it was pretty cool. So, uh, I'm still kind of reeling from it and um and excited to to fortunately, they gave me a USB drive with all the lessons that they did live. And I was scribbling notes frantically trying to keep cool. up because I don't fully understand. But so now there's videos of it all, too, on this drive that I can use to help me, you know, make sense of the stuff that I learned. Yes,
1: sir. Uh, I was just going to say, on that USB drive, be careful if there's a little tiny dip switch on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's not a
2: problem.
0: Um, you didn't. You didn't see him telegraphing that joke from I'd, like a hundred yards away. I really didn't because I, I
2: had blocked both of you out. I just blocked you out for a few minutes. Um, but now now we're all back, and uh, I appreciate you guys making that difficult for me. So hey, Phil, why don't you talk about what you're working on while I text Bill's wife? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Oh, look at this photo she sent me. Hey, now even the animals are disappointed in you, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> She's damn
0: funny. Let's get rid of this Bill guy. Get her on here. Oh,
2: we don't have to change the name. Everything's fine.
0: It'd be seamless.
1: It would probably make her happy to no end to do another guest episode.
0: No, no, we're not saying no, guest. No, no, no guest. No. We're not saying no. guest.
1: I think, I think a lot of people would be happy with this situation. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like, you know, when they replaced Vanderlist with Cremona, it just was smooth. You know, seamless. like they changed nothing.
2: You know? So, and we don't have to change the name. It's right. like, hey, hey Lutz, what would you do this week? Oh, well, I, I cut right. this person's hair, and I did this stuff. I'm doing all these amazing things. I'm playing soccer. I'm running this business. Bill's like, that's oh, right. I might make a backwards <laughs> guitar out of some crap I yeah. found. Yeah. I'm babysitting my husband earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And then I broke my camera
1: because I couldn't find the on button. <laughs> well, it turns out it wasn't broken, so that's a good news. Yeah. Bill, what are you working
0: uh, on? So uh, I just uh, I sent uh, Miles Craft the unlisted – Link to the video that I just did, and they were cool with it. So I'm going to launch it tomorrow. It's this, uh, it's a planer cart that I made with with dowel joinery. So that was that was fun, and it sort of slides. It's on casters, and it slides underneath my table cell wing. So that is the answer to remember that time I was super braggadocious about why don't you just make you know flip top tool stands mm. because that's the answer to everything. Turns out not so much. So uh, this is way better because I actually end up using the planer now because I just pull it out attach it to the dust collector, and good to go. Like, flip top, I never flipped it once. Sorry, Izzy. So
1: I was going to say, did you ever ask Izzy um, what real purpose he had in showing that video? Because apparently it was kind of no good, right? The idea, the concept, everything about Izzy Swan is basically no good.
0: Uh, None of what you just said is true. Uh, Second of all, not what we talked about. Uh, Actually, I just finished listening to the most recent episode of Maybe I've Said Too Much. Yes, podcaster, and uh, and the whole time I was like, I just saw Izzy in Carolina. He is for sure gonna talk about it. I can't wait to hear what he has to say. He waited he literally he made to wait till the end. He made me wait till the end, and he just like he talked about it like he sees me every day. He was like, he's like, and then I saw Phil, and then uh, yeah, and that was the thing there, and that was it. I was like. You know- there's two ways to take that. Obviously, there's the compliment way of like it's Phil, like everybody should just know who the hell Phil is, and that him and I are on such good terms that it's just oh, I just saw Phil, whatever. And the other way is, of course, hey man, you glossed right over me.
2: <laughs>
1: well, here, you which know, is the way I choose
0: to take it. So,
1: well, let's 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 do this. Let's preemptively. Phil, we might need him for this seat over here. Shh. <laughs> Keep him happy. <laughs> let's. Let's preemptively do something that Laffey asked or said that he was going to do. He was going to reach out to all the big names in the podcast yeah, the world. Christmas. And us. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and then us. Yeah. So uh, they're talking about, which is just amazing. They're talking about Maker Christmas, which is by local. And what they are going to do, if I understand this right, it's kind of techy, but I'm going to do my best for, for, for all the it's Neanderthals all. like me out there. They're going to make a website, no charge. You just put what you make... If you make things for a living as a maker, if you put products up that you're going to sell during Christmas time, you go to the um, uh, i have said too much.com. Com. No, um, i have said too much.com and there's a form. Yeah, I already done it. I already looked at it. Go to i have said too much.com and there's a form on their front page and it's, it's for you to fill out and submit. And they're going to make a website and put your information there to be determined what it's going to be called later. Probably Maker Christmas, but they might want to go further than that. So, well, they got oh, look, Phil's, going, he, Phil's got a mad look on his face right now because I was right.
0: First of all, you were due. Second of all, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Laffy did get the domain. He just hasn't done anything with it, lazy bones. Uh, but uh, you're right. The form yeah, is on uh, maybe I've made too much. Maybe I've talked too much. Maybe I've said said, said too, too much. much. Yeah. They've said too much.com. Go on there, fill out your form, and you'll get a square. I don't know why you are holding that up. I'm just distracting
2: you while you try to talk <laughs> because I'm going to cut you off and say, speaking of Maker Christmas, I just got my first prototype cuts of the new redesign of the square. I'm going to be this week, maybe by the time this podcast is aired, actually launching a video uh, and launching a presale for the square version 2.0 and uh, and it, they will be made and manufactured in time for Christmas gifts.
1: Now, can you get those in left and right-handed
2: versions? Nope. They only come in left-handed versions.
0: For anyone who does not know that he's joking, (laughs) (laughs) you just flip it over.
2: And they only use – the only thing I use is an ancient Egyptian uh, hieroglyphic method of measurement. There's no imperial and there's no metric.
0: (laughs) To be honest, it's probably better than – It's called
1: Swaynesian.
0: Swanesian, yeah. Uh, While we're shilling ourselves – uh, hey I do wanna... you have any
2: tools coming up in time for Christmas <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, I'm still sort of negotiating with my supplier as far as the uh, as far as the Japanese tools so for anyone who for everyone who's writing me asking when they're coming, I know I've said it a few times but I'm gonna say it again it should be in the next few weeks. We're just uh, buttoning up a few last details about the business deal and then I'll then I'll get all my inventory in, and then it'll go
1: out uh, so, so it's wait a minute, thing. are you trying to say that creating an international business and writing contracts is not something you can just do overnight?
0: No, and thank God I have a friend who's a corporate lawyer cuz otherwise this would have cost me thousands of dollars to do.
2: I
1: thought oh. I told you I'm not a real lawyer.
0: You did mention that, but <laughs> it was it was semi-solid <laughs> advice to begin with, so.
1: So in other words, instead of signing in blood, you sign in broccoli juice.
0: I signed in tofu. Uh yeah. Not yeah. such a good idea, as it turns out, not legally binding in
2: Japan. Oh, oh but it'll on. stick.
0: It it does yeah. stick. I'm, I'm pretty
1: sure, pretty sure tofu <laughs> is
2: legally binding in
1: Japan. Yeah, actually, it's
2: sticky. Yeah, um, it's kind of a okay. law.
1: If you anyway like fiber, but so um, so you're making what again?
0: I just ma- I I have a video. So I, I, this last you week I spent uh, I made a in like three nights I made a, I made a planer cart out of dowels and uh, well not out of dowels but the joinery was dowels and it's like. Rock solid this thing, and it was all reclaimed. I used reclaimed plywood, reclaimed two by fours, a reclaimed top from an old desk is the top of it, and uh, and even the casters were reclaimed because they used to be on on something else.
1: You know, so technically, first of all, Tim put out a, an old video and revamped it, which came out amazing. I loved it, um, oh, right? Thanks. And he said he said hey, nobody seen my original one, well, I actually did, but that's beside the point. You're the um, one guy. and and because you actually did a new video. Uh, the dad jokes have to come for me because I did no video. So what I'm going to say, even though it's a planar cart, technically it's made from a cart. But the one that you made is plainer than the original. It's not as elaborate. Right? Because right, the other one was a flip top and that's the, elaborate. The, the and,
2: silence was all, all and, we needed. And, and, I think, and this one's I, more plain. I think the it's silence system. was
1: deafening.
0: So, um, I was gonna have
1: my friend had a rock band called Live Silence. I
0: think that's a perfect segue into our topic, which is why?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why do this to yourself? Week in, week out,
0: to yourself. Why do this to us? Um, so the topic is why, and really, sort of, uh, this was another one of Bill's. Bill has been our topic engine, our topic machine he just churns these out like, I don't know, like a churning machine, I guess. Anyway, so this one is, is a great one. He asked he asked why, and, and such a great question. Uh, it worked really well for Enron, but, you know, it, it's just such a, it's <laughs> it's just a conversation. Funny. It's still funny. Uh, it's a conver- I always say, if you don't get a laugh from a joke, just just wait a couple of days or a few hours and just ask it again, because jokes get or funny. Or get
1: a real comedian to tell it.
0: Uh, one or the other. Jerk. Uh, so, uh, the question of why. Why do we do it? And I think ultimately uh, it comes down to why do we do Reclaimed? Why are, why are the three of us YouTubers? Why do we do this podcast? Why do anything, right? And I love exploring that conversation because I think you get to answers that you maybe were not so obvious before and maybe are different than what you think, period, just just sort of having that exploratory conversation. So, um, so I really thought this was a great one because our other topic. What was our other topic that we were going to do?
1: I don't know. The hippie thought of them. I, I wrote them down though, just in case.
0: Well, we'll need it probably for next week. Yeah. Oh no. Reclaimed I, Halloween. Yeah. No, that was not it. That was actually not
2: it. No, I, I was because I, I was so I'm I'm still so jazzed of coming out of that that uh, vector user group and it's also exploring new, new things. Exploring I was thinking about exploring new things and. Which is which is actually sort of related in some way. I mean, like why? Because for me, yeah. that is why I do this. Because I like exploring new things. And ten years ago, I wasn't doing this. Ten years from now, I probably won't be doing this. Um, uh, right. You know. So that's why for me, well, hope, I'm done. Hopefully, Next.
1: I mean, we're going to talk about some of the why's in this whole sphere of what we do. But I'm hoping that um, let's get some feedback. There's something that we love uh, amazingly is is feedback from our uh, the five or six people that listen to the podcast, um, well, send that us an one email. Guy. Tell us, yeah. And one guy, we don't want to hear from you ever again, yeah, and put your set. pants back on. But um, wait, that's you. Yeah. Oh no, that was that's you. Never mind. <laughs> I like that guy. <laughs> 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 uh, but seriously, I mean, think about there's there's so many questions that you can ask in the maker world of why. It's like you know why why are you a part of this community. Why do you make videos? Why do you Instagram? Use social media? Why do you make things? Where does that come from? Um, you know, I, so let's go, well, Phil. Let me ask you why. Can, why what?
2: Can I pad and that go? Yeah, let me let me pad that question. I'll, I'll give you a why now, yeah. Phil. Of the three of us, you're a, a highly educated, um, somewhat functioning intellectual. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I thought you were going to say alcoholic. Moderately, uh-huh. moderately good looking. <laughs> you know? No, but I'm, 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 I'm being silly. But, but seriously, no, you you are a highly educated guy with a professional career. You know, you're you've got the the white collar, you're white collar, the white collar life going on. You have a wife and three kids. You live in a, a nice igloo in Canada. You uh-huh. know, and um, and you don't need to do this. Like this is this is if anything, all the time you spend in the shop is is a deterrent to what most people will consider the typical like sort of path that a guy like you would be on. So why? <sighs> Do you stray from that
1: path? And let me let me preface this real quick too. It's it's unless there's something we don't know about you don't you don't sound like one of those guys that actually hates what you do for a living. I, I mean, I, obviously you work your butt off. You are constantly gone from your family. There's reasons I, I can I, I can understand. One yeah, you're thing you're not but miserable in your line of work. Yeah, it's not yeah. like I mean you've yeah. never come across as like you know I hate I wish I wouldn't have gone into this blah 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 blah. So yeah, why why did you get into what you're doing now?
0: I guess uh why. I it first of all I love it. You know, I love working with my hands, I love building, I love creating. Um I sort of always have in a in a sort of a different way, like growing up like I grew up in a blue collar family. So just so I, I sort of come from that. My father was a butcher, his father was a butcher. Uh you know, both my parents they graduated high school, my mother was an immigrant to the country, she was in the army, like everything about my background is very much blue collar. Uh, I'm the first person to go to college, university in my family. So uh, I was sort of my dad's, uh, I don't know, pride and joy in that regard. He just, he loved, he loved being able to put me through university. So I, I wanted to, eh, I wanted to make him proud. I always did. Um, and I sort of listened to what he told me I ought to be doing with my life. You know, he wanted me to be a lawyer. So I, I did the political science thing and then I, I did my LSATs. I went into, you know, I, applied for law school. I got right to the threshold. Like, you know, I got into a couple and I was like, "Uh, I don't want to be doing this. So I sort of went back to the drawing board. I got into real estate and then eventually got into marketing. Everything's been really organic is the long story short version of that. And, uh, but always in the back of my mind, I was that kid who loved Legos. I loved constructs. I don't know if you guys remember that from like the eighties, Oh yeah, that toy. So you could really build, you know, like I, I was that kind of kid. Like Leave me alone for like six hours. I don't care about meals. I just wanted to build. And that always stuck with me. And, and you know, having a fabrication shop in my garage is like like a dream come true for me. Like really a dream. I love, love, love building and problem solving. And my outlet for that was was sort of computers growing up. But like the physical ability to, I don't know, you know that grunting sound that Bill makes whenever I tell him to? That's that's mm-hmm. the raw sort of, uh, you know, it, I get such a rush from it. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you an example of it. Uh, last week, like, a section of fence, like, flipped over in high wind and got detached from two posts. One of the posts got pulled out of the ground. So, literally, I look like this hillbilly house in the middle of this pretty okay neighborhood. So, uh, <laughs> my wife's like, should we get a new fence? I was like, uh, with what money? So uh, instead, I basically went out there and I I built a new section of fence from like old scraps and stuff. Well, not built, but like propped up the old sections reassembled. that yeah. reassembled exactly. So and and you know, and I was I walked away from it and I was so proud of myself. My wife's like, oh that's cool. You know, like she, <laughs> she has this like, yeah. she has such a blase attitude because nothing impresses her anymore. Like I'd have to do something like I don't know what. To impress her at this point, it's just so routine. But the why is to be able to do it, to have the confidence in myself, to be able to build and construct and put together and do for myself. I it's uh, I don't know. I guess I'm saying a lot of words, but it's it's really it's hard to describe.
1: It's, it's it sounds like satisfaction. It sounds like it's emotional. It's it's yeah, a, it's passion.
0: You know.
2: One of, one of the, uh, the speakers that was at the, the convention I was just at, his name is Jeff McGrew. And he, he's an architect and designer and fabricator and builder. And he has a, a, an amazing shop with C&Cs and like those big robot arms and stuff. And um, the name of his business, it's in Oakland actually. It's very near you, Bill. Um, the name of his business is Because We Can.
0: Yeah. That's the, you know <laughs> you that's know? the reason. You just yeah. figured it out. That's yeah. what I was trying to articulate. Yeah. I, because I can. And, like, everybody, Mm. like, I have this one neighbor who thinks it's hilarious that I do what I do. And, like, he pokes jabs at me all the time. But really, I know it's because he's jealous. You know what I mean? He's like, he wishes, you know, that he could, you know, he wishes that he could do this. And he feels lesser, so it's easier for him to poke fun at it.
2: Right on. I feel bad for him.
0: Not for me. I feel great about me. (laughs) You know? What about you guys? Why, Tim? Why do you why do you do what you do?
2: Um, I I feel like I want to give it like a little pre-story, like you just did, even though it's probably not related. But but um, the the same sort of thing going to you know my my father busted his butt going to community college after high school and stuff while I was born and you know and being raised and and um and so you know it was a college bound track you know for my sister and I. And the way schooling was in my part of the world at that time, that was there were like there was there was a line, there was like a test that you took at some point in time and like, Oh, they're college material, they're not. And so then the ones they decided were were college material didn't get shop class. They didn't get to do all that hands on stuff. And that was me. I was but I I never like wanted to go to college. I I you know I, I only did for like a year and a half, and, and that was even even that was a, a struggle and but um you know I, but I didn't know I wanted to work with my hands i i didn't because I didn't have the opportunity to learn that I wanted to work with my hands, and mm-hmm. so out of all the stuff I was doing, I was in the orchestra and the band and I, and I played music and um so that was the most physical part of my learning besides in painting right? You know, like art class where you could do physical things. And so those are the things I gravitated towards, whether it's because I'm an artist or because I wanted to work on my hands, I don't know. But, um, as, as life went on, there's all these times in my life. Like, so I'm in music college and I'm studying music and I had a job as a prep cook in a kitchen. And, uh, and I, and I loved it because there was like this, this department where they, they made tomato roses and they made like little, you know, they cut lemons like crowns. And I was like, I want to do that. And so I would, next thing you know, I'm an executive chef of a hotel and podunk pennsylvania you know (laughs) and then i I, then it became a job and it because i i moved up to the point where i didn't get to do that stuff anymore i had to like manage and boss and do ordering and i was at a desk again and i was like screw this and i left i got a job as a reporter because i i thought i was going to be a writer because of the artsy thing and then like one of my first week on the job we we get done writing we go to the production department and um, because we had to change buildings back then, because you had to put your files on a floppy disk and carry it over, you know. And then we we go to the other office, and in that office there's this whole room, and there this is pre uh, going digital for this paper. There there was, uh, these like wax hot wax machines, and there's these big pasteboards, and there's exacto knives, and they were literally cutting the, the the words off the page and pasting them onto these blueboards that were then going to go to the printer to print them. And I walked into that room and I was like, "Well, what are you guys doing?" And they're like, "Oh, we're." doing this this is how we lay the paper out i was like i want to do that can i do that and they're like looking at me like i had six heads like you want this is no this is where you go when you're bad (laughs) like you know and you know so i like go to my editor i'm like can i do that and he's like he's like well you know if you get all your work done on time i'll let you go do that (laughs) you know and uh, and then that turned into a a career for a while and you know and it's just like there's all these things in my life you know to not go on forever that it it just it was always like as soon as you got to this point where i couldn't use my hands it was i no longer wanted to do it And it, and it's because, and this is, you know, part of Vance's education. Why I bring him to the shop. It's not because I want him to follow my footsteps. That's the last thing I want is for him to do what I do. I don't want to be like, like Tim and son. I want it. I want to work for him. I want him to like surpass me on every level, but I want to give him the opportunity to decide which direction he wants to surpass me in. I want him to learn all of this stuff. Um, so he can figure out. And that's, and that's why I do YouTube. And that's why I I do what I do now, because it, it just brought me to this place. And, um, and that's why I'm pretty sure in a couple of years I won't be doing this. When I spend more time on the computer than I do in the shop, I'll be like, all right, it's time to quit doing the YouTubers. It's time to just go back to, you know, there's all these changes because it's, there's always just this draw to to just be getting dirty, you know. Mm. That's, that's why I do it. And um, how about you, Bill?
1: Well, you know, I think for me it was like everybody in my family, nobody went to college. Um, they were laborers. And so I kind of grew up with this mentality of you can I didn't really have any examples as far as like you know my nobody was a, like an actual carpenter or or an actual maker. it was labor it was like construction or, or landscaping um, and while I've done a lot of things like that, every chance I got every opportunity I got to be creative, starting from when I was very young uh, six years old uh, in the chaos that I grew up in uh, being creative. Uh, using your hands not to just build a fence or frame a house to actually create something to be more artistic. I guess you would say I, I still have a hard time with using the word artistic in talking about myself, but being creative was an outlet for me. It was, it was, it was a calm in the middle of the chaos. It, it was always a way for me to really at least find some kind of a, a zenness, in, in seriously in my, in my life. And, this was before technology, so the community part of it wasn't there, and I always felt like an outcast because I wasn't an artist. I wasn't. I, I just didn't know a lot of people like me. I mean, I, you know, there wasn't no a way to connect with those people. I didn't really. Maybe I'm just different. I, I I can build a fence, but I can also make a really cool chair, or I can turn something in that's nothing into something. So that was the why of why I got into it. It was. It was. The creative side of it for me was really I think in many cases saved my life it really did it saved me from just going insane and, and being crazy um, so it's I don't know I mean, you know and then we can graduate from that you know uh, why do, why did we get into it where you know how do we end up where we're at but then there's a question of why why are we all three of us um, and everybody should ask this because I think it's kind of the same There's probably just a couple of answers, but why are all three of us now so enamored, so in love with this community, the maker community? It it used to be, I think it was very much a woodworking thing in the beginning, Mm -hmm. um, but that umbrella, like we talked about before, has gotten so big. So why why are we so involved?
2: I think that's pretty easy because of just all three of us just telling our, our past stories. We all felt like outsiders our entire lives. Um, and then and we all just didn't fit where we were and then thanks to the magic of the internet, you know, or whatever, we all found each other. And it's not just, I'm not, the three of us, obviously, it's thousands of us said that we communicate but with. But literally I
0: mean, literally us three as well. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, well, literally us three, that. but
2: there's these people that we know, I mean, amongst the three of us and, and some of the people that we communicate with in other parts of the world, like, literally. Like, I had oh, a yeah. guy from South Africa in my shop a couple of weeks ago, and this week I have Scott Turner from Australia coming to my shop. There's people oh, yeah. all over the freaking world that are just like us. That we can meet now, and so now it's like, oh, I'm not so different, I'm not so alone. How many, how many years did you feel ashamed? Like I'm not as good as everybody else. I don't fit in, and now we oh, don't yeah. have to. That's that's it's, why. It's it's, it's yeah, new. It's we're, just, we're grown men that feel like we're meeting new friends in the playground. You well, know, it's the it's funny, be it,
1: it, you know, all three of us represent a little bit different in age range, but we're all fairly close. I mean, at least I'd like to think yeah. I'm close to Phil's age. Except for, <laughs> no, except <for laughs> Phil, I was going to say, but <laughs> but I mean, all three of us are learning are. are we're experiencing this community as a new thing, to where kids now, Vance, uh, fill your kids. They're gonna just grow up with this. The ability to have community throughout the entire world mm. um, is is just gonna be there for them. It's you know, it's I, what they call zenials now. I, I don't know. I keep up with that. So well, I have
0: no idea what generation Jake's going to be. <laughs> yeah,
1: You've I mean, they don't name do do you you them start showing traits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. But yeah. but you're right. I mean, it's, it's it's this sense of belonging. Um, the I have. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Michelle Sleeper and Becca. Uh, Becca is the Red Human on Instagram. Michelle Sleeper is Overworld Designs. They are from Atlanta, Georgia. They are prop making. Comic Con genius type people. This is not my thing at all, but I met them in Atlanta. They're from Atlanta. They're they're in LA now. They're driving up. They're going to stay at my house for like a week, and because they're going to go just explore the Bay Area. But here, this maker community and Marcus Hoffman is is coming next month, I believe, from Germany. So, like you said, you know Scott Turner's at your house. You know Phil. I know you've extended a, a warm welcome to both me and Tim to come move in with you, literally, if we want to. So it's this community. I never said that. <laughs> um, but being well, able to meet all these people from around everywhere right I mean unreal it's unreal so that's a big part of the why as as well
0: well Izzy and I had this, this conversation I mean we got to speak for like a good two hours and a lot of it was um, funny he didn't about, have
2: much to say about it
0: he no <laughs> no he didn't not on the podcast he didn't but I assume he you know he he told all of his physical, in-life friends about our conversation. But no, in all seriousness, we spoke a lot about sort of the community and sort of what's coming out of it. Talking about how really, like, nascent, you know, this is such a infant stage of this community. It's just really, like, not even formal yet. You know what I mean? It's just really this casual blob of a phenomenon right now. Hmm. Like, what's it going to be? Where is it going to be? Who are the leaders? Where is it going to be taken you know what can be done with it? Like, how do we grow it? Make it bigger, more pervasive, that kind of thing. So we were having, and this was mostly Izzy because he is so into um, building the community. The community. Yeah, yeah he's, know. he's such a he's such a leader and a pillar of it that way. That he's like, well, you know, like what could we be doing? Like, you know, who are the leaders that are emerging? And I'm like, I like to make stuff.
1: Oh, that's, Bob Plackett. Yeah, he's a, he's a friend of mine.
0: Oh, no, what I meant was, I just meant, like, that's as far as I was thinking. Like, I like to make stuff. That's why I'm here,
1: you know? And I but guess... I was going to say, but the weird thing about that is, is, it's... it's. I think, and I could be wrong, because I, I think the way Izzy's mind works, he's tapped into some... He is one of the pillars. He's one of the founding fathers. Yeah. He's he, he's he's there with the, the really big names. But for, I think, guys like us, we're just grabbing hold of this wave. Yeah. And... um. And it's a blast and it's going to be never ending. I don't think this is, this is like the expansion of the universe. This doesn't end. This just keeps going and growing. And it's a, it's a way for people, I think for the first time to really answer the question of why they want to be creative and it's, they're able to tack on to like I said, I, I think the base was a woodworking thing that started on YouTube and it's grown so much from them. And now I'm hanging out with people that make, you know. Final Four Countdown video game costumes. I have no idea. I've never played a video game like that in my life. But they're makers. We're all makers. Well, um, you know,
2: to to kind of spin off of that a little bit, I don't don't think that I'm necessarily just hanging on. Like when I started seeing this happen a couple years ago, I'm not saying this to be conceited. I'm saying that um, (laughs) we get it, Tim. And, uh, yeah, no, you know right. what's up. Um, know but what's up. I'm, I'm bringing this. I'm bringing this around. Five episodes, the, pal. We're used to it. <laughs> I'm bringing this around to the final point that you brought up, Bill. That we should talk about is that what what I have seen, in, and it was before the internet, but it was just in you know making in general, and this you know in the technology that's coming in that I'm trying to to learn and grasp of. Of all the stuff being made, I was thinking like, well, if we if we eliminate all the factories and we eliminate the the ships coming over from overseas and stuff, but we're all just making useless crap out of out of new material in our own homes, we're actually not doing any good. So that brings us to the big question, and that's why I'm here. Is I always want to be a thorn in the side of that. It's like, oh, that's really cool. What if you made it out of a pallet instead, or what if you made it out of garbage instead of you know that that's or a or tree that was a locally salvaged tree or local you know that's that's why i started trying to be loud and being in the community which brings us to i think the final point that you had mentioned about like well why reclaimed
1: well, i was gonna say we've answered why why mm. we got into it why we're a part of the community but for us specifically and i think for many people it, it can be either why are you reclaimers or why would you even choose to use reclaimed materials and um, I'm I, Tim. You start with this because I think you're going to have the most prolific answer and one well, of the most important in my book.
2: Well, no, that's no, not what pro- prolific um, means Phil's will be, but um, the, but but there's a there's what? this thing that
0: <laughs> that's not what prolific means. Prolific means a, a large body of
2: work I means you've done a lot. Oh, I can say a lot in the next minute. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> you may Wait, probably say Wait, probably say profound. Yes,
1: maybe. Okay, but I'm going to analyze this for just a second because we got a little bit of time. Here we so go. you're saying we Tim, yours yours your opinion is the most prolific, is not correct. No, it's the most
2: profound, which is still not correct. Still but not. See, correct, I, yeah. I
1: profound <laughs> is like I was gonna say, because profound, I mean you should have a halo behind your head and, and as much as I think you're a god amongst the reclaimers, That's you're not that quite, quite the yeah. That's not what that means
2: either. Can I well, can anyway, I just can I just say it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, fine. <laughs> There's
2: stuff when, when I when I started. <laughs> yeah, done, I'm done. I'm done. There's too much stuff. I'm done. Next. No, when I when I started my little like you know doing this you know and I mean, I've always I was always thrifty and broke and making stuff you know dumpster diving and stuff. But when I started kind of doing it to sell it and I was I remember I was talking to my mom about it and I was showing her pictures of stuff I made and whatever. She's like, oh, do you remember that you know that desk that you had growing up, that little child's desk you had? I was like, oh yeah. She's like, yeah, your grandfather made that out of a bunch of apple crates. I'm like. Really? You know, and she's like, Do you remember this? You know, that was made out of that. She said, Do you remember those, those dolls I used to make for you? She used to sew like stuff, teddy bears and horses and stuff. She, they were all the fabrics that she got from the remnants uh, section of the. And, so, you know, and she was talking about all this stuff. So that was like, you know, her parents' generation and her generation. But then our generation kind of came up to where we didn't think that way. And it, it, it isn't natural for us. Like, you know, and I, I bet you there are people listening to this podcast right now that do not recycle. And I'm calling you out if, if you start, if you don't. You know and there's um and I say that out of experience, but that's another story but um there's like we we became this generation that just sort of took things for granted because everything became so cheap and accessible, and it was just easier to throw it away and buy a new one and then we are raising and raised the generation of people to think that way because so now it only takes like three generations for that concept to become completely foreign and we have to stop that right now and we have to make everybody be aware of that that this is the way humans have always been since the dawn of time it wasn't it's just been the past generation that's just been throwing crap away and not even thinking about it this is a new phenomenon this is not sustainable we need to stop that that motion and we need to be loud about it so when all these kids are buying CNC machines and 3D printers and making beer totes and then throwing them away and making a new beer tote we need to be like no that is not Acceptable. That is not what human beings do.
1: I, I, I want to go deeper than that. Was that, that prolific or profound? S- that that was that was <laughs> profabulous. It was it was pro fundamentally proficient. Per- um perfunctatory. Per- but why did you personally what sparked you to feel this way? I mean, was there that, something did you
2: it was that it was like I got tired of seeing people so,
1: throw so f- one away. day you just oh. decided I don't I don't want to see garbage being that, wasted? So.
0: Did you give a swearzy? I just swore. Yeah. You gave a swearzy. Yeah. What time is it? Uh, 40, 45. Forty-five
2: twenty. Damn it. <laughs> Tim swears. Sorry, I I ruined the train. <laughs> we're we're on roll Sorry. for like thirty episodes. I know. Well,
1: yeah. well no, and it's it's been like four, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, what I mean that so you're telling me where, where there had to be a crossover moment where you just looked and said, "I can't do this. I can't raise my kids this way." What? What? It, it wasn't, I mean, what?
2: I don't think it was a crossover moment. It was it was a gradual a gradual slope, and um and I I started becoming aware of it, and I and I I was just talking about this when I did my vector presentation a couple days ago. Uh, you know, it started when I was making guitars. I was in my 20s and I didn't know anything about woodworking. I was afraid of the table saw. My, you know, and the the guy that, you know, had the shop, we went to the wood store. We bought big chunks of mahogany. We cut them up. We messed them up. We burned them. We threw them away. We cut them again. We bought new ones. And it was in all that time when I was in the shop, like those, you know, I did a lot of hand sanding and spindle sanding. And, and I would just sit there and it was meditative, you know, which is one of the things I love about this type of work and thinking. And, and I was thinking about where... The mahogany tree came from because I was researching. I didn't know what mahogany was. I had no idea what oak or mahogany, I didn't, you know, you, you know, I was like, what are, what are guitars made of wood? I didn't know. And then I, so I, I'm looking up in books because of the internet really didn't exist yet. And, you know, and I'm like reading about where mahogany trees grow. And then my mind is just thinking about it, you know, like, well, where did that, how did that get here? And then I'm thinking about all the stuff I've heard about what happens in other countries where there's things that get mined for us, like diamonds and coal and oil. And, and I was thinking about the conditions that those people were probably living in and all the, the corruption and the, this and that. And the, you know, and and this is like 1996 and I'm sure the word upcycle existed, but I hadn't heard it. You know, and reclaimed – I'm sure there are other people that are way ahead of me in that. But that was when I started getting hip to it. It was when I started making. And I realized – and I know everybody that's listening again that has a wood shop. Like you all have that pile of of scraps that you don't want to throw away because you know inside your heart that that's not trash, you know, because you appreciate materials. And so that's – again, if if these kids in school, they're not learning to appreciate materials and they're not putting their hands on things, you don't appreciate it unless you – you use it and if, if you just if you just buy it from a piece of plastic throw the plastic away use that piece of plastic then throw that plastic away and then buy a new piece of plastic wrapped in plastic you're never going to appreciate any of that so we, i really think that that it, you know and it's taken away from schools day after day there's there's just now starting to bring stem education back but but there's a whole two generations that lost it
1: well i i think phil and i can safely say that you are the the passion of the podcast Oh, there's, there's the P
2: word you were looking for.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's, there's the passion, the the P word. So, so, and, and both Phil and I I think have different, a little bit different answers to that. And although I got to say, you rub off, and I, I look at things a little differently now. But Phil, why did you originally? And I know you do too. Why did you originally get into reclaiming? What was, what, what was special about that for you?
0: Um, I was working at a place that had a lot of what I thought was cool scrap wood that was from these hardwood pallets and uh, from these plywood boxes that the tooling was shipped in. I didn't know the word reclaimed. I I wasn't thinking of it from an environmental point of view. I just thought it was – and I didn't have any tools in my garage. I had a circular saw and I had a drill and I had the normal homeowner stuff. And – And for me, it was just like really cool. And I think I mentioned this in the podcast, but, you know, like those sleepless nights where you just start watching YouTube videos on whatever topic and you just sort of get deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. Yeah. So I started watching these guys who built uh, sawmills out of golf carts and like started milling up their own wood. And I'm like, oh, man, that's really cool. I don't know what the hell I would do with that, but that's really cool. And then eventually it got to Jimmy DeResta videos and he started making stuff out of pallets. And there was this one video where he makes a tool tote out of a pallet. And that was it for me. I was like, I've got pallets at work. I can do that. This is amazing. And it just frickin' snowballed from there like, mm. like a runaway locomotive in my head. I was like I am so into this. I found it. This is what I want to be doing. And I started bringing pallets home and I started buying tools on Craigslist and I started watching more and more creators. I started watching Tim on on YouTube and I like it just it literally snowballed. It got bigger and bigger and bigger. I wanted to do this this podcast. I started listening to all of them. You know, I reached out to Tim. I reached well, Tim reached out to Bill. We started
2: doing this. Sorry I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's fine. It turns out he's really fantastic people. Um, And, you know, it just it's it's just, you know, it it, it sort of took off from there for me. And then and then I had more and more children and then sort of the ethical morality part of reclaiming for me was like I I became a silent vigilante. I don't know if that's a term,
2: you know, you know, I it is now. And um, I remember uh, when we first started planning the podcast before I unleashed Bill on us, um, right. that was a discussion <laughs> that we had. Because that, for me, it's, it, it's always just been synonymous that I reclaimed for, for environmental reasons. Um, and, yeah. and, and you were like, whoa, 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 slow down. What is our podcast an environmental podcast or is it a podcast about woodworking and re- with reclaimed wood? And I was just like. Oh, okay. I guess we can separate them, <laughs> you know. because yeah. in my head there wasn't, and and you you know you were right. If we if we got on here and started preaching that like you know, oh the man is keeping us down with their trash, then you know no one's going to listen to that. And I try not to be that way in my work either. But but uh. well, I
0: think it just makes for a more interesting conversation. I think that was that was sort of the the uh, conclusion we came to was that it makes for more interesting conversation yeah, instead people of crying about the, the state different... of the
2: earth and you know yeah. yeah
0: well like i'm coming at it from a, like a frugality practical right. sort of like passion love interest point of view as far as strictly the making like sourcing free material period yeah. that's what it is yeah. you're coming at it from the environmental
2: perspective right and so what's and god, what's god Paul's only place? knows what bill's doing yeah but... what's, what's your place bill where you, you were
1: coming from? I, well, I, luckily or... I have no morals at all. So there's nothing to worry about on that. If that front. works out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, honestly, for me, it was like, I mean, this is nothing new, Tim, like you said, you know, upcycling, reclaiming might be fancy titles, but people have been doing this type of thing forever. It's what we've always done, I think, as a species. Um, for me, it was part of that creative outlet. It's like taking a, a bicycle, a tricycle. And making a little girl's desk out of it That's cool. was a way for me to, yeah. And it was something, I mean, I, I, it was a project I made for somebody who couldn't afford to buy a fancy gift. And it was like, wow, I could really make, you know, take this little broken bicycle, tricycle that was this little girl's, and it's a little too big for it now anyway, and make an actual little desk for it out of it. And it's a memento. I, I would like to think that they still have it in this family. It's an heirloom, it's a loot. Heirlo- no. But I mean, it was, it's, it was a way to be expressive. Taking. Nothing and turning it into something is awesome. It's uh, like Phil was saying about that fence. Walking away with that satisfaction of knowing you made something, the emotional part of it, I think is where the reclaim came in for me. It it wasn't environmental. You know, I'd love to toot that horn, but it's not. And it is becoming more so now. I mean, hanging out with you, definitely, It's like I said, it's rubbing off. And and Casey was much more of that before I got there. I'm starting to see differently now. But I I will say this.
2: Sorry, I will freely admit that I did start because I was broke, and that's what led me down the environmental right. path. Right. So I'm, I'm not, it's not like I was just born with a halo, you know.
1: But, the, but that's that's the point I was, I was going to make of, of the why of the reclaimed. I'm going to say, why does it matter, right? And, and not that any of us are saying that it really does, but the fact that we might be I, – I see people all the time now that are that are writing to us, that are messaging us, using social media, that are so proud of something they made out of something they found. It's mm-hmm. like, check this out. You know, Ryan Ridgy, yeah. Barn Rat Studios. Um, you know, he buys pallet wood. He doesn't have, separate them because he loves making stuff with them so much. Mm-hmm. He's buying reclaimed wood. He's literally buying pallets that have been broken down, ready to go. So because he's, he's got a business that he's trying to grow out of a reclaimed business. That's awesome. There's, there's so many people out there that are, they're looking at things differently. And we, I believe, honestly have a little part to do with that. And yeah. it's it, I, I, I the satisfaction that of that alone. And it,
2: that is what's making the difference. And that's why I do this. And that's why I do the YouTube channel. That's why I'm on this podcast. And it's not an accident. Because that, a I, I made that, I made that val- realization that if I stood in my little corner and blocked the world out and just did my thing, it wouldn't make a hill of beans difference. But if I could get five other people and they got two other people each or whatever, you know. Not that I want to start a pyramid yeah. scheme, but. Well, I, that's, that's what I say. I'm room do you have any... in your garage for all this? Amway. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for only fifty dollars, you can be <laughs> exactly.
1: But no, but to, anybody case, there, the to anybody out there, the
0: ends justifies the means. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah,
1: to anybody out there that wants to ask that question, because this came up is another reason why I thought it'd make an interesting topic. But it's like, why, why use reclaim? You know, why, why do, why, why do, why, why are you going to do that? Because why not? You know,
0: I was going to say, who talks to you like that? Yeah.
1: Well, nobody, because that's an invented voice that I made up in my own brain mind, okay. which is reclaimed, by the way. I'm pretty sure that this brain was found somewhere before used and thrown away, and I have upcycled it.
0: That might be a roundup. That's mm-hmm.
1: fine. Or is there I used like take naut- Just like there like a lateral cycle? There was narcotics involved when I was young. I don't know. There
0: yeah. we go.
1: Uh, anyway, so um, yeah, that was the, the big why thing, I, I, and I, I'd, I like I said, I'd, I'd like to hear some why's, some answers to that from our listeners. You know, yeah. people, yeah. why you, why you reclaim, why do you make, why you like this community? You know, why do Tim and Phil put up with me? Anybody want to answer that? I'd be blown away. Can we can we create a hashtag?
0: Hashtag why yeah. reclaimed? <laughs> why, why loots? Yeah, why loots? Oh, Hashtag I. why loots? <laughs> right. So even why if it's put not up about, loots. Hashtag why it's put not up about
2: loots? Lutz, if you want to continue this conversation yeah, no. online at, Just, at yeah. reclaimed audio, Just do why
0: reclaimed? Yep. Hashtag why reclaimed? No,
2: I like why loots better. <laughs> <laughs> Either one. <laughs> Wait, whatever's
0: good for you. Um. Okay. So I think I think we nailed that topic. I really feel good about it. That was a great one, and and I love I love what we did with it. Why? Yeah. Why? 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 Why daddy? Why? <laughs> Although why, I daddy?
1: I got to say that the, the Phil has perfected the look of why. Just so you know, every Monday as soon as the Skype thing answers, Phil rolls his eyes, shakes his head, and you can tell he's asking himself, "Why?" why Again, I, why? Why did
0: I give Tim the ability to choose yeah, the wh- third leg yeah. of the tripod? Why pod? did he have an equal vote? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cuz he was a big shot at the time. Now he's a huge shot. Now you're the Craig killer. You're the big shot now, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So
1: since you, two, <laughs> since you two are the, the mean video. ones, we've already discussed that. I'm going to throw out something, <laughs> and, and I time. know you would do this as well. Uh, real quick, Paul Mayette, Chris Ahern, uh, they both lost a pet mm-hmm. recently. And um, it's been on social media everywhere. And we all got big hearts, and we love you guys, and we, we're thinking about you. And thank you for being responsible companion caretakers. We love you guys.
2: Yeah, here, here. Sorry, sorry here, to hear here. about that, Paul. Yeah.
1: You want to? Okay. You want to
2: go into while you're talking, Bill? Because I know it's hard yeah. to stop you
1: once well, the train's rolling. Dude, this is and, and this is seriously. This is you want to ask why? here's here's why. So, off of my uh, and and let's. I just want to acknowledge that my videos are a thing to not really be impressed by, not to be behold. Get it? Because I said the other thing anyway. Uh, The sandwich board that I turned into a chalkboard for Casey salon video out of all the videos. And it just ties in with what I'm doing now, but it's really weird because there's a a language barrier. I'm making a point here. Hold on. So I get a comment uh, and I believe it's, it's some European Russian thing like that. And I don't want to, I don't know how to, all I know is I can't read the writing. It looks very weird. And I can just imagine in my head that there's some kind of a Austrian, Russia, something like that. I don't know. Right. But the guy, his comment was loved it, subscribed, very happy, liked. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Just about that video. And so I always, when, when I, that touches me like that, I, I click on people to see if they have a YouTube channel and he does. And the name of his channel is Viniamin Barsky. Now, it's not like a maker channel at all. It's basically, he, it's it's like a family channel. He's chronicling, 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 chronicling his, yeah. Yeah. his kids more than anything. And because they play guitar and uh, he's got like 30 videos, some are just 10, 15, 20 seconds. He's got a few kids, but the two is, he's got a younger son. I'm going to guess in the eight to 10 range and a daughter, maybe 12 to 14. I don't know. But for the last couple of years, their improvement on playing guitar and learning it and playing together and then playing like a little uh, um, things at school, like up on stage and, and just the same. But again, there, it's like this Russian videos and these kids are so f- amazing. It's beautiful. And I watched the one where they're, it's like a school talent show. I don't know what it was, but they did a cover of hotel California <laughs> and it's nothing. I will ever be able. These are like real guitar players. These kids aren't kids. I mean, they're like, phenomenal. They're there It's nothing I will ever be able to learn. One of the things I've said is that some of the magic has gone away from me uh, musically because I have a slight, I've dipped my toe into an understanding, which is why I can appreciate Jimmy DiResta so much. I can probably, Mike Laffey said this recently, I bet I can make just about anything Jimmy can, but I wouldn't have thought of it and it would take me two years to make what he can do and think of in about an hour. You know what I mean? But I have an understanding of what what it takes for what he does, so I have an understanding now of this music, in the guitar world, um, and, and it just makes me appreciate more the beauty of these two kids playing and this father so proud. You can just tell. In my comment when I watched the one uh, of the of them on stage, I just said this makes me smile, and he he texts back this made me cry. <laughs> I mean, it's like yeah. it's just beautiful. So I. I I, my, you know, I'm doing the whole guitar thing lately, the Scarbox guitar, and and that's why I picked this because this guy, this community, this guy liked one of my videos. I saw that he made videos. His videos are beautiful about his kids playing music, and I, th- that's it. So go ahead, top that, boys.
0: That seems unfair. I can. <laughs> <laughs>
2: my pick does not really. It doesn't. No, it doesn't top that. But but it's in a similar vein about like kind of being beyond yourself and and bigger. Um. Then, uh, I wanted to mention. Well, uh, there's two things. First was
1: looking like, what are you guys doing to me over here? I got a peanut butter channel. I he's want to search it through his history channel right now. But well, first, uh,
2: but first, self servingly, I wanted to mention Peter Millard. He has a YouTube channel and he's in England. And he did a review of my square. And um, and it was like I've got all these people emailing me. This whole new audience that was introduced to it that are interested. in, it. so I wanted to thank him for that. But that's not my link. My link is Shelter 2.0. And um, hang on, I got to pull up the guy's name real quick because he was one of the speakers at the, um, Bill Young was one of the speakers at the Vectric Convention and he's, uh, him and his, uh, a friend of his, they, when they see these like refugee camps and all these types of problems that, you know, happen around the world or like, you know, like the floods in New Orleans and stuff, um, there's a need for immediate shelters. And so like day one, you, you pitch a tent, right? Day two is a tarp, you know, but then there's uh the average he said this in a speech that you know for refugee camps around the world, the average amount of time that a family spends in a refugee camp is seventeen years.
1: Holy mackerel
2: right It's wow. not like you're in and out it's um and so this is the people's homes for a lifetime in some cases, like an entire childhood is spent in a refugee camp, and this wow. is common around the world and so what he's been doing is they developed shelters that are they're small and modest um And they're made of plywood and they're CNC files that are available for a free download at at shelter2.0.com. And so you need the, you know, for the most part, you need the big four by eight CNC machine to effectively make these. But really, you could, you could section out the, the, um, the components into smaller pieces on smaller machines and make these shelters. There's still obviously some size constraints. Um, or you could, you could print them out on paper and trace them, you know what I mean? And make templates. But it's, um, It's a a relatively inexpensive way to make a permanent shelter because now it might, I mean, it's several hundred dollars to make one of these, the amount of plywood it would require. Um, and then, you know, the, it's usually, it's almost like a Quonset hut. And you know, I love Quonset huts. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, like a dome shape. Uh, but you can build these things. You can put them right in the ground. You can put them on pylons or on cinder blocks. Uh, several hundred dollars to make it um but they they're gonna it's not a tent it's a home and it's when you think about it, like oh it's a lot of money to build for a temporary dwelling it's not necessarily how long did you live in your last house i mean we're talking 17 years potentially right so it's not a temporary dwelling like we think of of just throwing up canvas and calling it a home for these people um so this is a project that you know it's it's in it's it's been around for a few years but there's still obviously a lot of room for growth and potential and as the technology grows these types of situations can get better and these these can grow like Obviously, there's not a lot of you know four by eight CNCs in sub-Saharan Africa, but uh, but the potential is there, and uh, and that's the potential I see in this technology, which is why I'm embracing it, and uh, and and really trying to you know matrix mind jack my the information into my head as quickly as I can to see what we can do as reclaimers and as 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 human beings, you know, with this technology. Meeting guys like Bill Young, it's like, oh yeah, we could do so much more. So, what kind of woodworkers have you been watching, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> well crap Uh, (laughs) this is two weeks in a row too
1: oh man i didn't mean to do that well
0: let me tell you something with with friends like you guys (laughs) no so i'm gonna i'm gonna take this in a direction uh way outside of woodworking um Let's talk about so, Greenpeace. <laughs> <what>? <laughs> Kinda, kind of, kind okay. of. Uh, no. So um, we got my son a toy last week that him and I have been infatuated with. It's called My First Drone. And it's, uh, and it's a drone. And it's basically like this, it's a helicopter with counter-rotating uh, propellers. And you fly it, like with a little remote control. And it's like it's for indoor use and whatever. And Timmy would love this fence. fans. You you literally fly it. You change directions, take off, land, all that stuff. Move forward, backwards, and uh, and he loves it, and I love it, and I and I really want to build like a like a video enabled drone, like a quadcopter. So I've got a CNC. I already have a Raspberry Pi. I put out a message on Facebook, and I've got a bunch of replies. So I responded uh, to that. You did in a very helpful way. So thank you for that. Was that sarcastic? yeah, very much yeah. sarcastic, okay. yes. yes. <laughs> just making sure. what, I'm going to paraphrase, but I said I want to build a drone, and Bill says, no worries, I'm going to help you, I'll just drone on and on. Back
1: no, here. I said I will drone on and on for tonight's podcast, you will never want anything to do with the drone again, you're welcome.
0: Like I said, super helpful. What was the topic uh, again, this week? Again, you're welcome. Why? Why? Why?
2: (laughs) Why?
1: Why? Please continue, Phil.
0: I feel like that's the topic every week.
1: Um, I just like people to know that this doesn't just happen on the podcast, that uh, our dynamic is out there 24-7 for the whole world to to view social media No, the the best part of this is when we're done with the podcast, it's going to continue when your wife
2: gets home. Oh, yeah.
0: She's also going to ask Why? (laughs) Um, anyway, so I figure you know I could CNC like a like a base for this thing out of acrylic and mount some motor. I don't know. I'm just like one new thing to really explore. Kind of the way like Bill got infatuated with the guitars. I feel like this could be something that's fun. Like I mean, it's a it's a blast to play with a toy. I can't wait to try something. You know, that's I w- maybe I'll. I communicate would say balsa with Wi-Fi.
2: wood. I would go balsa wood. Acrylic gonna be too heavy. Get some balsa could, wood. Yeah, you
1: yeah. Know? I would, I would some think carbon balsa fiber. Wood. I have some experience with that. Yeah, carbon yeah, fiber because balsa wood has no strength whatsoever, and if but you're it's talking about light. motors, well, drones aren't made out of balsa wood. That's all I'm saying.
0: Some of the some of the little ones are because really, there's no there's no um, there's no stress points on this thing, right? It's just lifted up by four points, so there's nothing. But when it falls from motor, thirty feet in the air onto
1: the, the, the cement. cement,
2: oh yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, Then I'll just put it on another balsa wood frame. Yeah, you, well, but he's got the right. CNC file made; he just cuts that out again. It costs him ten cents. And Just throw it away. Yeah, just you go ahead me. and waste
1: all that just balsa wood. We don't need to make anything permanent.
0: <laughs> but you know that carbon fiber is just as weak as for, for impact. I mean, well, well, then, it then how it's
1: yeah. It's that so thin. what what can you reclaim? Here's a good question. What can you reclaim to use as a material?
2: Oh oh oh! oh, oh. Soda. <laughs> soda bottle. Build into a soda Str- bottle.
1: Dude, those things can PLA. support houses. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I could use.
2: I could cut up some aluminum.
1: Yeah, or, or beer cans
2: or soda yeah. cans, whatever. But, uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, I, I've just – Cut them and fold them. I think
1: laminate, be- laminate the aluminum into the shapes that you need. So what the CNC is – check this out. Seriously, what the CNC is going to make is a form, okay? And then you're going to laminate aluminum cans mm. with a form to make the shape of the quadcopter. You can cut the aluminum can up and you can lay it out flat yeah. onto your CNC
2: and it will cut right through there. Just slow yeah. the speed down. And, uh, I have a I have an aluminum cutting bit. i oh, sorry, you have all those fancy bits. Yeah, that's right. You can use wood bits to cut aluminum too, you know.
1: But how you still got to make a form to laminate all the aluminum because you can't use one unless you actually took a can and put four little motors on it. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like
2: those little kits you buy, little bugs that they,
1: were yeah, like, you
2: know. But just make the can itself fly.
1: There's the body.
2: Anyway, the can itself one, is the copter.
0: We're at one oh eight, so I will definitely be exploring this in future. Episodes in social media. So look next out for week's that.
2: topic: make a drone out of upcycled materials.
0: How, why, and why and how is Bill Lute still on the show? So that's, that's what a we'll do. One. <laughs> that's a one. Those two. It's going to be a double, yeah. a double one, a split episode.
1: All I can yeah. say is we would two be partners. on time if you two didn't spend the first part of the podcast texting with my wife. Noted.
0: That's a price I'm willing to pay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Okay, so our channels on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out ironandsoul.com, williamlutes.com. Thank you to Justin Sparks for that. We'll be speaking to him shortly. Timsway.net. Thank you to Jason Payne. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that great stuff. On email, info at podcast.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio. On iTunes, leave us those reviews. We absolutely love getting them. Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio, the absolute best way to help these three Jokers stay on the air. We love you. Thank you. Have a great week.
1: Bye, everybody. Be good.